Welcome to Experiencing Healthcare with Matt Staub. My name is Jamie Preston, and today we actually are starting a brand new series, and I'm super excited about this. But first things first, Matt, how are you doing? I'm good, Jamie. How are you? Good. Are we still are we still experiencing healthcare? We're experiencing healthcare. Okay. okay every good. day. I to make sure. Yeah. Every single day. Matter of fact, I, I I got a little more personal experience with it. I got my labs drawn the other day. Um, our lab company, Mako Labs, came right to my house because I actually got to experience it the home service this time. So it was really good. She came, drew my labs, and I'm just waiting for my results to come in. Hopefully they're good. Nice. So definitely experiencing healthcare. Um, we we're starting a series called what's wrong with healthcare, which is kind of a pretty, uh, we could go a million different directions in this. Um, we could, we, we could, but, um, I'm super excited about this series and, uh, I know you have a lot to say about this topic. I do. You know, it, it's every, every week I, f- I find myself, um, you know, talking to somebody about some story and, and, you know, it's a it's a systemization problem. It's yeah. a it, you know, it's a it's a global problem. It's not localized. You know, and and you know, I just kind of have to have to ironically think to myself, you know, this is what's wrong with healthcare, or or this is why healthcare is broken, or um, you know, which which seems like a a paradox in itself for for me as a healthcare executive to think about you know, our, our broken healthcare system. But, um, you know, I, I think probably step one is admitting you have a problem. Mm-hmm. So, you know, from, from that perspective, as a healthcare executive, you know, that that's something that I'm committed to is I, I know we have problems. I know our system isn't perfect. Um, but I also know what our system can do and, mm-hmm. and certainly what SC House Calls and Georgia House Calls is doing to help alleviate some of those problems. Sure. Um, and and not only not only go around them or band-aid them, but to repair them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I thought maybe Jamie, we would talk a little bit about those, you know, from the from the perspective sometimes of the patient, from the perspective of the of the healthcare organization, and then and then from a kind of an overall perspective too. Yeah. So today I, I I thought we'd just start, you know, since we're in open enrollment. Um, now until next year, uh, to make changes in, in your health insurance. I, I, I thought we'd start there with, yeah. um, with health insurance and, and really what that means and, and, um, where, it, where it's broken maybe. And then, um, and then, then some of, of what we can do to help fix it. Sure. That sounds great. You know, I, I know, you know, when we're talking about insurance, we're talking about some of those things. I, I had an experience and, and long story short, short, I had a, I had a surgery a while back, a couple years ago, got the bill. They sent me a bill for $38,000. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I could have, I could have paid for myself if I would have just paid myself it would have been $20,000, but because we used insurance, um, the, the, the hospital charged $90,000 and my portion was $38,000. Matt, why is healthcare so high in cost? You know, that's it, such a, that's such a, a story, Jamie, that, that kind of speaks to the epitome of healthcare mm-hmm. and those high costs, yeah. you know, because, um, you know the the difference between 
you know the the what it, what it would cost you if you paid outright versus yeah. what it would cost if you if you paid for insurance getting the same service you know doesn't really have anything to do with you as the patient yeah. right mm-hmm. it it has to do with healthcare companies saying you know we have to we have to to maximize our revenue where we can uh, that's right. no different than any other business and mm-hmm. and frankly I, I i don't appreciate how we how we demonize and and vilify a healthcare organization for doing that i mean right. every every business has to do that there's no mission without margin mm-hmm. like I, I i get all those things but the the problem is the the problem comes when you start comparing apples to office chairs sure um you know that that you're you're trying to say okay well i expected a price at this point to reflect covering the costs versus a price at this point your cost should be the same for the Mm -hmm. same surgery and 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 that's really not it sure uh doesn't necessarily have to do specifically with costs certainly there's some um some some value in there but it has to do with with being able to to maximize so so definitely that's something that that we want to unpack is is um is transparency mm-hmm. really with healthcare right um but let's take let's take a step back from that though and and let's look at let's look at health insurance um you know and and, and what all that brings you know I've got a I got a masters in healthcare administration I've got two decades almost of of healthcare executiveness and it's still confusing you know we we still have to ask questions among one another to to get everything straight and and the best analogy i think i can come up with jamie is probably you know you've in your life you've got you know you've probably got um car insurance mm-hmm. hopefully you have car insurance yes you've got homeowners <laughs> insurance and then you've got health care insurance right and for car insurance and homeowners insurance you know you're required to have those things and you hope to never have to use them right versus healthcare insurance that i guess technically you're required to have but if you didn't then you know it it would opt out it it would there's some some caveats with that but it's definitely one that you do want to use mm-hmm. as, as your as your insurance so um you know i i, I compare those two because i, I think people see their health insurance like they see their car insurance like it's there if you need it but hopefully you won't have to need it right and i and i think that's kind of maybe some of of where the the thinking needs to shift as as far as as far as healthcare goes especially with health insurance because it, you know again we've, we've got this open enrollment period um that that people can opt into to different health insurances so you know, for example, next year, um, traditional Medicare. So let's let's talk about that. Traditional Medicare. Um, you know, each year has uh, the Department of Health and Human Services and, and Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services. You know, they they set a a premium rate each year. Mm-hmm. So so this year, the premium for for 2023 is $164.90. Right. And and typically that's that's per month. And typically, what happens with that is that comes out of a, a person's social security check. So if you're if you're Medicare eligible, then you're going to see 164.90 come out every month for your Medicare Part B 
premium. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and, and that actually went down uh, from last year. So I think, I think probably still trying to catch up from some 2020 expenses, but um, premium premiums went down for Medicare part B. So that's around, that's around $2,000 a year. Sure. That it's going to cost just in premiums. And then there's a there's a one-time annual deductible of $226. So mm-hmm. that's that's something that somebody with Medicare Part B has to pay every year. That actually went down this year too, um, the the annual deductible. So so there's that piece of it. Mm-hmm. And that's just for Medicare Part B. And one of Medicare Part B's things is that they cover 20% thereabouts of um, – <coughs> excuse me, physician services, outpatient hospital services, uh, some home health, some, some durable medical equipment, some devices, you know, that's that there's some things that, that are and are not covered there. And we don't necessarily have to get into that on, on, on this podcast, but generally about 80%. Mm-hmm. So then um, a lot of people will have a, a what's called a supplemental insurance or sometimes called a Medigap or, um, you know, there are uh, several other names for it. And it's, it's insurance that covers that additional 20% that Medicare Part B, you know, doesn't. So doing some research, I found that's, that's generally about $128 a month mm-hmm. for, for a supplement. So you know, a little more than $1,500 a year. So now we're up to, now we're up to $3,500 in, in a year in health insurance costs with the part B and the, the supplement. Right. That doesn't include any medications. So then there's a Medicare part D plan, D is in Delta. Um, that I think next year I saw was going to be around 3150. So almost another $400 a year. And um, the interesting part about that is, you know, there there are a number of Part D plans. You know, you could get into the weeds of, of probably like eight hundred plus, or with with the way that they're bundled, it, it's probably only around um, eighty or so actual plans. Right. Um, that that you could buy. So so now you're looking at <clears throat> four thousand dollars a year in. Medicare Part B, a supplement, and Medicare Part D. Sure. So, you know, so so you're paying this $4,000 a year, and it's something that, that, you know, I said just a few minutes ago, you want to be able to use, mm-hmm. right? So how do, people, how do people use this Medicare Part B supplement and D plans? So before we talk about how they how they use that, then let, let me double back for just a second and go to a Medicare Part C plan, which is a Medicare Advantage plan. Mm-hmm. And that's probably where a lot of people are seeing advertisements right now between uh, United Healthcare and Aetna and Humana billboards, the ad on your Pandora radio the flyer in your mailbox about it being open enrollment and you know you could have things you know i've seen things like grocery assistance or free gym free gym memberships or Mm -hmm. you know 
help with prescription drug plans. So what these Medicare Advantage plans are is um, these are, are private insurance companies, not government-run insurance companies. Private insurance companies that <clears throat> they're providing this service and they're getting a, a shared savings from Medicare. Medicare says to them, hey, if you're able to save us money, then then we'll give you you know, a, a cut of that savings. Mm-hmm. So, so these uh, insurance companies are going out there and, and they're adding some sort of incentive, right. uh, a cell phone, a gym membership, you know, a, a lower prescription drug cost because they're helping to manage um, the, the spending. Right. So, so they're, they're putting things in place to help manage spending, um, which is why, you, you know, with, with some, um, Medicare Advantage plans, you don't have to have a supplement like you would have with a, with a Medicare Part B. Right. <clears throat> so, you know, then you go, well, hey, that sounds great, but which one's the right one for me? You know, and, and that's when you get in front of an insurance broker and, and you kind of go through what what you want out of health care, what mm-hmm. you want out of your health care goals, and, um, and and what's right for you. And a lot of times it's, it's a lower cost. Um, but it's sometimes you're, you're sacrificing some things. So right. there's, there's some give and take there. And, and those scenarios of Medicare Part B and, and Medicare Advantage plans are for people who qualify. So generally those people are um, 65 years old and older, or they've um, been medically uh, disabled and they qualify for Medicare. Mm-hmm. So a very low percentage of people, most people, get get Medicare by by their age. So right. if you don't have a uh, a disability and you're not 65, then you probably have what's commonly referred to as commercial insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you're at a at a certain income level, you could qualify for Medicaid, which is a which is actually a state run insurance program that's that's federally backed or federally funded Mm -hmm. um this this similar to uh to the way medicare runs but but different right don't necessarily want to get into commercial and and medicaid today jamie but but let's let's then talk about really let's talk about traditional medicare so matt what you're telling me is is healthcare is very confusing. Insurance is very confusing. There's uh, just everything, and there's so many different ways you can go in this. And and if you don't have a master's degree in healthcare administration, it, it's confusing to navigate. Yeah, but you know, Jamie, we just spent the past what 10, 12 minutes talking about this, so yeah. I'm sure you got it now, yeah. right? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know exactly what to For, do. I, yeah, forwards and backwards. Right. <laughs> And I think that's I think that's part of the that's that's part of the brokenness of the system that I see mm-hmm. is that uh, it is confusing and yeah you know there are definitely people out there um, that that are smarter than me that understand it better than me I'm I, you know I'm I'm certainly not the the um, end all be all but I do consider myself an expert just mm-hmm. from my experience. Sure. And it's it's still confusing. So you know t- the amount of time it would take a person to, you know, to look at what are their options versus 
um, what is it that that they're really looking for? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think that's where the system is is partially broken. Yeah. Um, sure. You know, there there are a lot of good things that Medicare does. I'm I'm certainly not not Medicare bashing, um, or even healthcare in America bashing. Sure. But th- there's definitely some some room for improvement. And I think from a from a system standpoint. You know the the diversity to me in the insurance. Let me let me look at the glass half full for a second. The diversity to me speaks to the you know the the core and the culture of of us as a country. Mm-hmm. You know a one size fits all healthcare plan won't work for for us as a country. Right. Um. You know it it, it works in other countries. There you know definitely some some um, takeaways from countries like Sweden, countries like Canada, countries like Switzerland that that have, you know, some some good things going for them, but they're not without their flaws either. Sure. You know, and and they'll certainly tell you that. So, you know, for 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 to have the amount of diversity to me says, you know, this this can tailor something to an individual um so as as long as that individual knows what they want, knows how to get to a healthcare provider, has the ability to get there, um, can articulate their needs and and have a system that delivers it, you know, it's probably a great health healthcare system. Yeah. Unfortunately, that doesn't happen a right. lot. <laughs> exactly. So I think to to kind of dive into where SC House Calls fits in in that. Um, you know, we we have seen uh, definitely some other other healthcare services in the area that you know they're they're um, they 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 only accept a certain amount of insurances. Mm-hmm. You know, they sure. they don't necessarily have contracts and agreements with a, a wide breadth of, of insurances like we do. Um, and you know, I, I was was talking with um, some some partner colleagues that described our our model as payer agnostic um because you know we we have this ability to um to to see a person's need and focus on that need within our health system mm-hmm. versus you know a uh, not that you get treated as a lesser human from from other organizations but they're tailoring it around around the their their payer source right versus us we're saying okay this person's got a medicare part b they've got a supplement um you know and and we want to make sure that we have that information correct so that 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 patient doesn't you know have something that's misfiled and then get dis get discouraged by us and then says well you know maybe this isn't worth it let me go somewhere else mm-hmm. um so, so we do want to make sure that we, we get that right on the front end with registration at the time of the visit, before every visit, so that, that we're coordinating health care because, you know, that, that's a big piece of it too. Sure. Um, people see that, see that EOB or they see that invoice and they go, this is a lot of money. I wasn't expecting it. Mm-hmm. You know, just like, Jamie, with your surgery, you yeah. saw that bill and you were like, gosh, if I'd have known this ahead of time... Mm-hmm. 
I'd have planned differently or, Absolutely. you know, I'd, I'd have thought about differently. And, and, well, you I know, was, that is, one I was of the, told differently. That's, that was the shocker that, you know, it was told, yeah, you just have to pay your deductible. Now, luckily the hospital worked it out. They said, nope, you don't have to pay anything. That would, I was, I was a lucky one. Um, I didn't, I didn't have to pay, you know, hardly anything, um, because it was their mistake, um, which sure. I lucked out completely but there's a lot of people that that's not the story definitely yeah and and you know that I'm, I, that happens every day mm-hmm. um so so not to say necessarily that um sc house calls georgia house calls wants to you know is an expert on everyone's insurance plan and help help guide you through you know the the ins and outs of your insurance plan but it's to say that we're here to help guide you through your health plan. Yeah. Um, to to help maximize your benefit with your insurance, to help keep you um, healthy. But but really, so that that we want to be that healthcare partner with you that can plug you in with the right services, so that um, we are going to see you more often, and and we might see you more often, um, and and it might be that that's going to uh, you know, cut to the chase here, save you a, a ton of money from being hospitalized or mm-hmm. having unnecessary services. Um, but at the same time, helping you to maximize that benefit uh, with your health insurance that, you know, you and your family have chosen, this is what's going to be the best best plan for me. And this is how we can help you maximize that. But really, it's about making sure that we're providing the right service to the patient with the right provider at the right time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. For sure. So if I could wave my magic wand and, and fix the, the insurance part of healthcare, you know, it, that would be it. It, mm-hmm. it would be the, the simple understanding of how to read an EOB and how to know what, um, how to know what my benefits are for my insurance. And then when it comes time to change it, be able to change it um, when I need to, to, to help uh, because my, my life situation has changed, mm-hmm. you know, with open enrollment. And certainly there are some, some exception factors with this, but, you know, between November the 15th or November the 1st till December the 15th, you can make changes in your health care and those will be effective for January the 1st, uh, right. 2023. And then from December the 16th to January the 15th, you can you can make changes, which will take effect February the 1st, 2023. And then it, then essentially it stops mm-hmm. until until the following open enrollment. So um, so so that's a big question. Uh, and sometimes people don't know that their insurance needs to change until it's it's outside of that window. Right. And, and how do we help that? So uh, health insurance is definitely a, a, a confusing part of health care and part of the problem. But um, I guess I want people to know that um, not only do we have expert clinicians mm-hmm. that can help navigate through that, but then, you know, the support of the staff behind them to, to make sure that we're coordinating things appropriately and correctly. Yeah. And I, and I think that's really what at the end of the day, that's what you need. You, you just need people to help guide you, give you the options, make the decisions, you know, that you need to make, 
um, that are best, that best fit you, you know, and, and I think, and that's what I had too. When I had my surgery, I had people that were experts. Luckily they, they all, they worked it all out and, and I, and I was, uh, good at the end of the day, but you know, I think you have to have those people that are just going to help guide you because it is a confusing system and it doesn't matter what system you're in. I guarantee you, if you go to Canada, it's going to be confusing as well. Sure. Yeah, definitely. So absolutely. And so, I think what I want, what I want the, the SC house calls providers to hear as a part of that is that it's certainly not the expectation. And, and I, I believe it shouldn't be on any provider's expectation to, to be able to unpack that for mm-hmm. patients. Like let's let the providers do what the provider needs to do um, from a, from a clinical standpoint, from the educational standpoint, and then have that um, supporting administrative healthcare staff side mm-hmm. that, that can help um, so that, that that relationship between the patient and the, the provider can can stay there. Absolutely. Yeah, because you I mean, you want the provider making medical decisions, you know, for for you as a patient. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they there's no way they can get into the weeds of all that. <laughs> Certainly. Absolutely. Well, well, Matt, how do we respond to this information now? You know, I think from a response standpoint, you know, I, I think it's incumbent on all of us uh, as as healthcare workers to make sure that 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 we are hearing the needs of our patients. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know, one of that one of those things is is coordinating that care. So while it might not be the provider's responsibility to understand that insurance asking if they have any any changes in that being able to connect them with somebody that can help them you know i, I think um I, I think insurance um a, a a person's insurance who they've made a decision to have that insurance uh needs to be treated you know with the with this the same um importance as a med list or a history and physical or, mm-hmm. or whatever the, whatever the case may be and and understanding that there is this "Quote unquote business side of healthcare, mm-hmm. but from, but also from a response standpoint, um, you know, a, a patient may get in front of a provider, and the provider, you know, get the brunt of the frustration with the healthcare system that that really they didn't have any, any, you know, what wasn't their fault at all. So, right. I think just the understanding from our teams of Healthcare, healthcare can be confusing. Health insurance can be confusing, and um, and and sometimes you know we we get the brunt of that, mm-hmm. and need to be empathetic to to what our patients are are going through, and and then be able to you know have an answer when we're asked. Um, you know, what do I do about my insurance? It's open enrollment, um, and and us be able to to guide them through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what these patients are looking for. That's what I'm looking for as a patient. I just want to be guided, just guide me through this. And and I think, you know, I don't think you have to have all the answers, but you got to know where to find them. I think at the end of the day. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So how does this change how we work? I don't know that it necessarily changes how we work. Um, as I think about that question, Jamie, I, I, th- I think it um, certainly is a reminder um, 
if if there were going to be a change that I would ask for, um, it would be just just that um, diligence in coordination of care and coordination of benefits with, um, you know, we, we see patients that, you know, pop up on our, on our needs page that need a, a certain, uh, visit type. They need a follow-up, um, and, and just making sure that we go through the entire, um, entire thought process of saying, okay, let me make sure that, um, I'm responding to this person appropriately, that I'm being proactive with this person, that, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm helping to identify their needs and not circumventing the, the coordination of benefits and, and insurance part of that. Sure. Absolutely. That's, that's great. Um, great, great answers there. Um, this is where this is going to be posting the Monday before Thanksgiving. Matt, what are you most grateful for as we close? Um, you know, I, I, Jamie, that, that's the, that's, <laughs> I could, I could probably spend another 30 minutes. I know you could. Um, talking about that, you know, you, you said that. And the first thing that, that really popped in, into my mind was my family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and this year has, has been a, a, a wonderful year for, uh, for my family and I, and, um, not just wife and daughter, but, but extended family. Um, so, so I'm, I'm thankful for that. Um, I'm thankful for my, my work family as well that have been supportive. Um, you know, we've had a lot of changes mm-hmm. in SC house calls this year, which isn't too different than most years, but, right. um, just, I think some real big ones this year with our, our ACA reach partner, Pearl health, looking, you know, at, at the way that we consume data, mm-hmm. um, our growth. So the, the being able to sometimes share in frustrations as well as share in victories with, with my, my work family as well. And, um, you know, this year for, I guess on a, on a personal note, Jamie, you know, my word this year was purpose. Mm-hmm. And, um, I've, I've kept that at the forefront to, to really think about, being purposeful in in my own mission, being purposeful as a husband, uh, father, CEO, son, Christian, all of those things, um, and and really have kind of feel like I've I've scr- just scratched the surface, but um, feel like I have a, a good uh, insight toward an answer for that. So yeah, um, that that's been that's been something that I've just been really thankful for this year. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah, it has definitely been a good year, and and uh, it's it's exciting what's what's on the forefront. Um, but I think this this last month to month and a half to two months, you know, just got to celebrate what's happened, and and uh, I think it's it's going to be a good year. Still, a lot up. of things that that can happen that need to happen before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, you know, we're we're going going in that right direction. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm thankful for your challenge of uh, of hey, let's talk about what's wrong with healthcare. As, as you and I were just kind of chatting about that one day. Yeah. So, um, this is, I think this will be a, a fun little mini series within experiencing healthcare to talk about what's wrong with healthcare. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited about it because because there's a lot. I think the thing is, there's a lot you can do about it too. You know, people think people a lot of times complain. Um, but SC House Calls, you and your position, you know, you know, 
with everything that we get to do, we actually get to do something about it. So I think that's what's really cool. We're not here just to complain about it. We're here to help be an answer for some of those changes. So it's exciting. I'm excited. Thank you. Matt, thanks. Yep. Thanks, Jamie. Enjoy your Thanksgiving with your family. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And if you could leave us a five-star review, we would really appreciate it. Visit our podcast website at experiencinghealthcare.com. If you would like to submit a question or potential topics for the podcast, send us an email at jmpreston at ltchs.com. You can also subscribe to one of our other podcasts in our podcast network, the LTC University Podcast, the Disrupted Podcast with Scott Middleton, and the Thriving Practitioner Podcast. Thanks again for listening, and we'll be back next week with a new episode. Have a great week.